We need your help, Baconeers. A small donation will help the network provide higher quality programming that will result in you instantly getting rewards because who doesn't want something awesome for doing something awesome? So check out patreon.com backslash B-A-C network. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash B-A-C network or click on the link on our webpage. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome to New Applause, just the clap, home of the horror bathroom inside the clap cave. Context. So, I'm Deb, with me is Doug. That's not the context I meant. <laughs> Phrasing! This, but, is, um, this is episode said, 229. Let's hope they know who we are at this point. Well, still. Could, it's be, just, could be new listeners. It's just my default. Uh, since nothing ever gets fixed in my apartment because maintenance and I hate each other, ever since the time I got their car towed out of my parking spot. Um, the light in my bathroom now has what can only be described as an Eastern European haunted orphanage feel about it. It is very like the new Mutants trailer. Yeah. So, a friend of mine's supposed to come over and fix it, but not until after the holiday. However, this is better than when the light was out and it was broken and I had to pee in the dark for a week. I don't like showering in the dark. Showering in the dark is actually kind of relaxing, but you have to be in a very secure place. Like, I know nobody's going to break in, and I'm no. not going to slip and fall. No, that's when people break in. <laughs> when you're showering in the dark? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Name one TV show or movie or book that had that as a plot point. What about real life, Deb? What about real life? Name one incident you know of while somebody got... It had to have happened, statistically speaking. Okay, you have a point there, but still. Think about it, like, you're in the dark... You're indisposed. What's well, it's basically one of the most vulnerable. It's basically ways like you can psycho, be. except without lights. Yeah. You know, I actually read an article recently by Janet. And Lee. dead lady rooms. <laughs> I read an article recently by Janet Lee, who was the star of Psycho. Well, not the star, but she was the one who gets murdered in yeah, the shower. Famously. Yeah. And she said she got so traumatized by that she took only baths for years after that. Yeah, because at the time that was. That was like the height of horror. I mean, well, also Hitchcock has a reputation of kind of torturing his actresses to get a performance out of them. Same with Kubrick. Now, Kubrick just tortured everybody. But yeah, uh, up to and including his audience. But like I said, yeah, you know, had a history of being very difficult with his actresses to get the performances he wanted out of them. Do you know the director from Ultraviolet, that Mila Jovanovic, Jovovich, Mila Jovovich movie? Yeah. Filmed like a portion of that movie, the black eye, because he like was like basically goading. Mila to be more intense and she punched him in the face. Well, it sounds like he deserved it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just for making that movie. Like I said, <laughs> he deserves two black eyes for that. Sorry, movie. I'm listening. I've been listening to the How, how Did This Get Made? They're doing Ultraviolet. Um, the thing is, it was one of those movies, kind of like Sucker Punch, which was very visually stunning, but everything else about it was fucking terrible. They describe it as, like, watching, like, cutscenes on a Sega CD game and I'm like kind of makes sense and if I watch I, I don't want to watch it I, just, I paid just, money I saw it in theaters just keep living your life Doug don't rewatch it but it's the same guy that did Equilibrium and I liked Equilibrium Equilibrium was a lot more cerebral yeah the and they explained in, a lot more of the world like I said the scene in Equilibrium with him and the dog oh my god though I will say fuck you I think his name's Greg Weimer or Wimmer might be Wimmer he claims 
that he uh, invented the gun gun uh, gun guntana gun katana whatever that is the, the gun gun fu yeah gun fu um the, the, it has a specific it has it's a, like gun kana or something I, I like know that. what you're talking about um but originally it came from John Woo which makes total fucking sense and then somebody gets shot while doves fly away uh slow motion doves so speaking of that's that's one of his like John that's, that's one of John Woo's speaking big of things. martial arts and guns something is coming out very soon that we're very excited about. That involves martial arts and guns? Punisher is coming! Punisher's here, lady. I haven't watched any of it yet. Neither have I. See? Like I said. So next week, plan on a lot of Punisher talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I did not have the time to devote to it, and it seemed like one of those things, kind of like Luke Cage, where I didn't want to go half through it, and then have to go do something. The only things I've heard about it, in a very broad, non-spoilery sense, since I don't like spoilers, um, and I don't say that as... I'm going to write spoilers at the beginning of this episode anyway, but just, you know, in general to you... I don't mind spoilers. It right. doesn't interfere but with like, my enjoyment. I, but I avoid them, so, like, the only things I know about it walking in, other than, obviously, I know who, like, Frank Castle is, and I watched Daredevil Season 2, is that, one, apparently they had a huge missed opportunity talking about gun violence, especially in light of, like, the recent shootings Everything in California and Texas. everywhere all the time. And Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, so it kind of really did, but I mean, maybe they, they were, were probably they were in like, they were probably like, they, they'd be like way deep in a post-production at that point. I mean, they'd already released the trailer months ago. Like there's no way they could have known. Would be my only. I mean, like the only thing they could do is put a PSA capper on the end. And that's not a Netflix thing. Oh my god, if they did that, like the way like they did with Venture Brothers, where you can see their eyes I was following the cue cards. cards. It's like, hello, my name is Frank Castle. And I actually did not realize... I might punish people, but you know what? Like, you know who you shouldn't punish? You're a fellow man. Well, the thing is, it took me forever to realize that the uniforms they're wearing in that are the actual, like, the Japanese suicide police uniforms. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and the Venture Brothers? Yeah. It took me for well, okay, so I don't know if I've ever told you this before. Whenever I'm, like, super sad and really need a good cry, I go on YouTube and look up Faith and Humanity Restored, and it's normally people saving other people, and I watch them and cry. And so you see a lot of the Japanese suicide Wait, so you sad cry to happy crying? Mm Mm-hmm. I transition from sad crying to happy crying, because the world's not that bad. Isn't it? No, it's pretty terrible. Okay. But it's nice to know that... I don't know. That... I remain dead inside, and that's how I deal with things. I said, no, it's, but it's nice to know there are good people out there. Though I did almost cry during Walking Dead, which we'll talk about. If you want to talk about it now? Sure, we'll talk about it now. Because, I mean, we didn't get to it last week. Oh, but the, only, the other thing with the oh, Punisher... Sorry. It's the best part about me having, like, stray sober weeks is that, uh... Um, well, your weeks are sober weeks, Doug. That's true. Um, I've always been a robot. Um... It's a Lego movie reference. Um, that I can return to, to points really quickly and remember them. Uh, so they, the, missed, the missed opportunity with the gun, gun violence, violence yeah. uh, with Punisher. But I mean, it had to be pretty much done by then. Yeah, there's no way they could have. Like, what What are they going to do? Like, his hair is probably completely different. <laughs> yeah, it was like at least two haircuts ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, apparently it doesn't like really touch on any of the um, MCU, including... Um, that's Marvel Cinematic Universe, not Major Crimes Unit. Um, <laughs> that, uh, like, they don't touch on, like, apparently it doesn't, like, really touch on, like, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Defenders, any of that, which 
really, I don't blame it. It's like, it's going to be its own little dark, violent corner. Well, that's the He's thing, taking that, out mob people, probably, I'm guessing. Well, one, he wasn't a built military? In, like I said, he wasn't built into the universe originally. He was just so popular from Daredevil, they decided to give him his own series. And two, much like Daredevil, he has a very small microcosm of the world that he protects and takes care of. So he's not going to come into contact with the big global figures, you know, like Iron Man. Correct. Well, yes. I correct. Like, he doesn't really go on those big cosmic, big bust em ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, to say that he only protects like, part of New York is wrong. No, but I'm just but, saying yeah. he has a very tends, specific guideline guy and he, goal. He yeah. tends to go very, like, his, his very mission, ground level. Like I said, beyond his mission statement is very refined. Punish. Period. There you go. Like I said, no. Rinse, I'm, repeat. Yeah, I mean... But that's one of those things that we kind of liked about the beginning of Arrow and the beginning of Daredevil is it was very much him going for these ground-level bosses and then working his way up. Yes. And I think that's... Because it started with him taking off those... What is it? The two Russian brothers that run, like, the cab company? Yeah, I can't remember what their names were. But you know what... Yeah, yeah, they but come, like, they but come very, back later But very, like, working his way up yeah, to Yeah, no, it was very... It was, it was like when they Wilson took on street-level, like, Bronze Tiger. It was like, at the very beginning, you're like, this is a street-level criminal he can take care of. Oh, Bronze Tiger was... Arrow. Arrow. I yeah. was like, no. No, no, in Arrow. Company. But like I said, it's just one of those where they yeah. started, so they have the foundation to build. Yeah. And so I can see why I get... Like the way they didn't not... have metahumans in Arrow, really. Exactly. And they still, now they do, but... Well, yeah, but they didn't to begin with. Um, but I mean, it's just, you start very small and you work from there. Yeah. Which I think is a very smart way to do it, as opposed to, you know, going all iron fist on it and completely fucking it up. Yeah, that's right. Did you I end up watching the, the Defenders? Not yet. Because he does redeem himself. I mean, what's his name? Finn, his, Finn Jones? Yes. Is his martial arts still bad? Or the fight they, they still shoot, terrible? They shoot a lot at night in the rain and from a distance with him. So but that still... gives him. But that's giving him time to get his chops up for what's next. Okay, we sat through an excellent panel with the fight choreographer from Luke Cage. We did not. We, you and I did oh, not. No, me and Ryan. I, Lizzie and I, I don't did. know what I was doing. I feel like you were in the Weird Al panel. I think I was in the Weird Al panel. But like I said, you is a wonderfully smart, intelligent man that knows how to get the performances out of people that are not necessarily so versed in this. So... It's, it's on Finn Jones. Suck Finn Jones. Well, I, and the fact is he didn't own it. I think if he would have owned it... Well, there's also the fact that, like there I said, been as much my favorite article title of all time, Iron Fist gets season two from Netflix, whether you want it or not. Nobody wanted it. Like, at, we, after we talked about talk, this. Talk to me after the Defenders. Okay, but I mean, we talked about this before. The family drama was a lot more interesting than anything that was going on with Finn. Yeah, and the actor that plays the, like, brother character. Yeah, I can't think of his name. But he's been, like, in a few other things lately. But he's super intense and really good. Yeah, like, I was just like, but it's like, I can't see you he's other than, the, like, that, like, screaming heroin addict. <laughs> like, but I mean, I it's just one of those things where he's an actor that makes you feel things without doing anything. His, Michael Shannon. Like I said, his silence is so intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Michael Shannon. His silence if Michael Shannon just stared at me, I'd start crying. Like, that's it. Like, I don't mean sad crying. I mean, like, pants. I just got a little, I mean, like, I just, I just got a little I almost, uncomfortable thinking about like, that. Like, I, like, just total biological evacuation. It would be piss shit tears. And the funny thing is uh, that it'd probably fear come. Like, everything would come out. Like, he's actually supposed to be pretty funny, too. Who? Michael Shannon. He's really dry. Well, yes, he's I mean, he's really, very, really he's dry. probably British-y, but yeah, he's um, like, he's like Jezelneck dry. Like him and, um, 
what's his name? Blade Runner, Han Solo. Um, Harrison, Harrison Ford has got. They have super dry sense of humor. I just like I kinda, beyond, like beyond dry. Like I, I kind of want to see them go back and forth. I would. I think. I don't think they've been in. I don't think they've together. ever been in a movie together. But yeah, I would love to That's see. That's kind of a. I, you would think they. Well, no, I guess they would. I was about to say I'd like to see Michael Shannon and Harrison Ford have a dry off, and then I realized how horrible that sounded. Now. <laughs> But if it was, say, Groundhog Day Michael Shannon... I still think they're both pretty handsome men. Michael Shannon, really? It's his personality. He's unconventionally No, it's his personality. <laughs> the fact that he's so confident in himself and so intense, but still has a reputation of being a wonderfully sweet man and having a great sense of humor. Yeah. Like, all of those things... But fucking Man of Steel, when he's like, I will kill your baby, I'm like, give the baby! Like I said, that that's like a perfect pussy storm right there. Talking about evacuation. Oh, um, yeah. Fierce Bloosh. I don't think there's such a thing. Great no, band name. Like I said, normally, like, every, if I'm afraid, every liquid in my body recedes to the most inner point. It's the opposite of a sploosh. <laughs> that was, that was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. I like that both of us did it at the same time, oh, and yeah. then we high-fived. So that's that sound you make, like, the last three drops trying to get through a straw. Um... So Walking Dead. So I did. I did. Now there, I'm. I'm gonna have to spoil it here, folks. And the thing is, I was a week behind. Uh, well, now I'm technically two weeks. I'm. I'm still a week behind, but now I'm one last week behind. Um, but I thought I. I honestly I didn't mean to see it, and I thought I read a spoiler, so I was like, oh fuck, a main character dies, and I can say which one because she didn't. So I guess that's a spoiler. But, um, yeah, I thought Carol was going to die. Can't kill Carol. Uh, the fact that you could have the fact that... The fact that you could have the fact... Good, Doug. The fact that right now, um, like, the communities are now, like, they're divided doing their own things in the war against the Sanctuary Negan. Um, you have a great opportunity of people dying and other characters not knowing about it. So you have a lot of the stuff that they had, I think, like, two seasons ago where the group was kind of divided. And when they came back together, they're like, where's X, Y, and Z? Oh, they're not here anymore. And, Everybody's and, dead. And then, like, you can have that visceral reaction. So for, Car- if Carol dies, I'd like it to, when Daryl's not around. No. Because when they find out they're alive, I think, like, three seasons ago or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And their reunion was, like, fucking adorable. It was, it was wonderful. Um, so I thought Carol was going to die. I walked into this episode waiting for it. The, the episode before it ends on, like, the, um, what the fuck do they call themselves? Negan's group. Uh, the Saviors. Um, mowing down a bunch of people from the kingdom at King Ezekiel's group. Um, with, like, 50 cow machine guns. Huh? Go ahead. Uh, like, mowing them fucking down. Mm -hmm. And that's where the episode ended. And I was like, oh, after they're so proud that, like, they never lost anyone in these, like, raids. Which I was like, okay, pride cometh before the fall on that one. Um, did you just quote the Bible? I, I did. Um, I can do that. I think there's a Bible somewhere in this apartment. Okay. It's not a Gideon's Bible, but still. So, um, y'all Gideons. Don't get me on a Bill Hicks quote-a-thon. Um, so, <laughs> which I could do. Uh... So I wasn't thinking Carol was going to die. I was ready for it, especially, like I said, after you see the, at that end of, like, the massacre of, of yeah. the kingdom troops. 
And I was like, oh, fuck, like, Ezekiel's gonna have to kill, like, Zombie Carol, which I would be... One thing scarier than Carol is Zombie, zombie Carol. Carol. Yep. Um, so she you ends know what up... that makes me think of? It makes me think of the X-Books you made me read when they finally, like, Zombie, one of the characters, the one with the medallion that can transform Who's into like the Who's, like, the demon yeah. like, from, like, DC. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's oh, like fuck, that. he was like... he was tough before yeah. this. what's scarier than that? Demon. I was gonna say Demon Zombie, zombie. that. Yeah. Um... Maybe I should give those books another try. I think now, having read the Sandman Slim series, that I have a bit more of a map of L.A. in my head. It more has to do with the fact that I just didn't emotionally attach to any of the characters in the end. No, I really... Except for the electric guy, who I think has the world's worst electric guy, or electric power um, code name. They use him to fuel everything, right? Yes. He's basically like the burning human porch from Venture Brothers. Yes. Um, but he has the worst electrical code name ever. So I think it's three years, two or three, whatever Z's. Zap. Yeah, I think swear it's to Zap. God. But like I said, I just didn't emotionally connect to any of the characters. And then the um, the ninja girl, whatever her name is, silhouette or something like that. Really, I hated her the most. Uh, I liked her because it was a matter of that she kept her body completely covered and she was a supermodel in real but life. It was one of those things where she was good at everything. She was hot. She was smart. She was good at fighting. Fuck you. Batman. But Batman's emotionally stunted. Yeah, she's broken inside. You're broken inside. I am. <laughs> Maybe I should be Batman. Um, we'll be get your, to, we'll no, get to Batman later. Be yourself, because you should always be yourself. Unless, Unless you, you can, can be, be Batman, Batman, then you should be Batman. So, um, anyway, for like the Walking thirty minute time, sorry. yeah, uh, I, I walked in thinking uh, Carol was, Carol was gonna die. And was shocked that that was not the she I read about. And it's always worse when A, it's unexpected. And B, they've done this once before. It's worse when it's an animal. The tiger dies. Saving Ezekiel and Carol and Jerry. It's always worse when it's an animal. And it goes out, it goes out like a fucking champ fighting these weird, like radioactively poisoned zombies. Um, Animals are so much better than people, though. And my first thought was, well, A, after I, like, gasped and paused and was like, oh my god, I'm actually having, like, a reaction. Like, I don't, like, I, when they were gonna, when Rick was gonna chop off Carl's arm, I was like, yeah, who fucking cares? Um, like, and it's not that I don't like Carl, it's just, I was like. Well, he got better. He did get better. I got better. Uh, um, but, you know, it was just like. Okay, like, you know, it, human on human violence, I expect, but like, yeah, when it's, and they killed the horse, I think in like the f- second season, that like, I think Rick had somehow bonded with, or like he had made a story about it, and he always saw the horse, and the horse gets eaten, and you're like, holy shit, that was like the symbol of hope, or whatever. But it's, it's um, one of those things where it's like, think about every movie that really fucking wrecked you emotionally, chances are there was an animal involved. Absolutely. Do you know what movie I really hated when I was younger? Homeward Bound. Why? I don't remember that one that well. It's the one with the two uh, dogs I, yeah. and the... Yeah, okay. like I said. The problem was, so the Golden Retriever was the older dog, and they didn't think he'd make the journey back home. And they totally, like, make you wait an agonizing three minutes before he finally reappears on screen at the end, and you think he died along the way. Oh, they pulled a Glenn. Exactly. Walking dead now. Like I said, and he finally appears. I mean, just imagine me at, like, age ten, bawling my fucking eyes out. I can imagine you doing that in ten minutes, if we were watching it. No, now I know yeah, he's now okay. You know he's okay. Yeah. I also really hated the movie Milo and Otis. 
Yeah, but you realize how many cats actually died in that movie? We don't talk about that, there okay? I will just cry harder. But it's just the whole thing. They when... pitched, like, um, for the audience, so, so they know what we're talking about. <sighs> this was when, apparently was the animal cruelty, the... like, rules were very lax. Or they didn't exist. This is what, the mid-80s? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. Well, you gotta figure, yeah, like, it must have been non-existent because they thought they killed a real horse for Godfather. Or whatever that was. Remember that? Yeah, when they put the horse head in there. But it was fake. Yeah, and everyone like freaked the fuck out. Which is really funny because it's like um, in Omen, he totally used dead goldfish and then just stirred them up because he didn't want to hurt anything. Well, really? Yeah. Huh. Damien's got a heart. No, um, not Damien, the director. Oh. Um, so. Uh, oh, yeah, so my little notice. So, uh, obviously, cruelty, whatever. Um, there was There's a part no where. Cruelty, it, whatever. So, did they, were they like jumping off a cliff to like survive, get to if the I, ocean? I don't I remember, remember the context that, of if what. If I remember correctly, they were like jumping off a cliff to get into a river so they could escape. Right, But sure. it's also been a long time because that movie just fucking wrecked me. So apparently they couldn't get the exact shot, so they just kept tossing cats off a cliff. And it was something like 27 of them. Ugh. 27 less cats in my opinion. Um, I don't know. She flipped me out. But, so, so Shiva dies, which was, I didn't see it coming. Um, and that's just, it's, it, it's just It was heartfelt, sucks. and it was like an animal on top of that. So, I mean, I was like, oh, god damn it. And she went out like the queen that she was. Yes. And afterwards, I was thinking about it, and I went, oh, man, think about how much money they're going to save not having to CGI a tiger. Well, that was actually kind of my thought on that one, but still. Until you realize they're going to have to spend some money. On a zombie tiger. That's Ten three. bucks says Negan gets a zombie tiger. I really wish people could see my face right now. Because it's fucking badass. Because it's fucking badass. Right? And repeat, what's scarier than a tiger? A zombie, zombie tiger. tiger. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. So, that that was my walking dead. I'm, I'm behind by an episode. I know the new episode, It, it they go back to um, touch on something uh, at the end of the first episode of the season where... Um, those, these walkers overrun the sanctuary, the outside of the sanctuary, and uh, Negan gets trapped in like a one of those like uh, construction site office trailers. I guess mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's it's like a temporary building. No, well, it's a trailer. I mean, it's like you know, it's it's a mobile office effectively, um, and uh, he's in there uh, with um, the priest. With Father Gabriel. So, yeah, it's like the one guy who really can't defend himself. But could theoretically get through to Negan on a probably an emotional level. Well, I'd say an intellectual level or a spiritual level. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so. One person that might actually be able to talk around. So it's like, yeah, it's basically words versus Lucille, I I think is, you know, how I would shape it up. Oh my god, can we get t shirts printed that say words versus Lucille? Lucille wins on the back. And if people recognize that t-shirt, they get a date. <laughs> they get a date? Is that what you said? Yep. You're just going to carry around a bag of fruit? Well, why not? Okay. I knew what you it, meant. It keeps you regular. I like mine better. It keeps you regular. I'm regular enough. I eat raisin bran at work. Um, I mix it with Frosted Flakes. Yeah. That actually doesn't sound terrible. No, it's not. Hmm. I mean, I've always liked cereal, but still. I don't like the immediacy of it. 
Well, that's one of the nice things about it, is you need something that'll fill you up and it's kind of hearty and you don't have to do pretty much any work. I know, it. but you can't really eat it at work when you can't, it's like, stop, take a bite. Oh, you're right. No, it's the like, immediacy it's, of cereal no, it's, is... it's like eating soup. You can't just eat soup on the go unless you're drinking it. No, because I don't mind cold soup, but I hate soggy, soggy cereal. cereal. And yet, then there's the Captain Crunch problem. It always shreds the roof of your mouth. Unless it's soggy. But you don't What's want soggy, it soggy. You know, yeah, why you would want you the crunch, crunch of the Captain Crunch anyway? Crunch. Um, so that's, I, I think, I think we've, yeah, I think we're doing okay for time. Um, we have plenty of time. I got nothing going on today. I know, you always say that, like, this show's going to be like six hours long. Well, like, we used to do hour and a half, and it would drive me out of my fucking mind. I know. Um, so, on on my list, um, I know you don't have a whole lot. Um, um, actually, I walked I re- in, you were watching Seventh Heaven. Yeah, I'm going to throw you under that bus. So. Uncool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, no, I've actually been re-watching a lot of things. And so there are things that hold up and things that don't. You uh-huh. know what doesn't hold up? Seinfeld. I can imagine. Well, but right. more has to do with, you know, all of the phone calls between each other and checking their messages. And it's just one of those things where it's like, technology-wise, a lot of the plot lines don't make sense anymore. Right. So a lot of their plot lines are kind of offensive now. Really? Yeah. How so? On that one. Uh, there was an episode where this girl thought that Jerry was gay and they made everything okay by saying, quote, not that there's anything wrong, wrong with, with that. that. Right. That's one of the most well-known episodes. Still pretty offensive. The Puerto Rican Day Parade episode that they no longer actually air anymore where Kramer accidentally stomps on a burning Puerto Rican flag. That's kind of funny. But it's super funny, but that's not but the I mean, point. Right. There's also the one where they're trying to go to some party and George and Kramer end up getting blocked in by somebody double parking at a liquor store and it ends up being Saddam Hussein who blocked them in. I remember that one. Yeah. There's also the soup Nazi. I don't think you'd be allowed to call him that now. Unless he was an actual Nazi that had out soup. I'm sure he's not, because I think he moved off to somewhere in Argentina after he was done. Oh my god, that's where all the Nazis went, isn't it? Yeah. Damn it. Sorry. Pieces just came together. Soup kitchen of Brazil. (laughs) Right? Boys of Brazil? Wasn't that them? Yeah. What? The Boys of Brazil? Where the Nazis moved to oh, yeah. South no, America to do all their eugenics experiments on uh, So there's Hitler. actually, like I said... Or on Hitler's supposed offspring. Like I said, I actually found a really interesting article recently about this village in Argentina that has four times higher twins rates than anywhere else. Interesting. Sorry. And it's just one of those things where they're like, hey, did the Nazis come here and play with the genetics? Maybe they did. That's they, I mean, that's... They, the thing is they realize that it's not just nature it's nurture because it, it was you needed like his his domineering mom or something something like, like there that. was something but yeah no it, it's one of those things but like i said no I've, I've been reading a lot of cracked lately because i like cracked okay and they totally had an article about craziest conspiracy theories that might be true and a lot of them had to do with you know hitler's not dead and they totally did a bunch of experiments in south america that's true hitler but and Hitler is dead, I would imagine. Well, he has did to you be know dead based, by now. Did just you know, years-wise. We all have um, at least one, like, what is it, like, one iota of Hitler um, 
based on like how many tidal breaths you take on, and like air disbursement across the world you also from realize, when he burned himself. Like I said, but you also realize that one in five people are descended from Genghis Khan because he was that prolific. Yes. Not to be confused with not prophylactic. Um, <laughs> nice. Was, yeah. but, you uh, are on uh, today. Uh, Pat, Patton's got a bit about that on his newest one. Where he got like the Ancestry.com and he's like, yeah, I had all the, you know, pastiest, like, you know, countries in Europe and then like, this spike in Mongolia, and he's like, I called him, he's like, what the fuck? And they're like, Genghis Khan. Well, so. here's the funny thing, is, you know, I'm actually a descendant of Charlemagne. Huh. The worst French king of all time. Charlemagne sounds like it can now be a drag queen. I'm pretty sure it is. Like Charlemagne. I'm pretty sure there's at least two. Okay. There's one of them on that RuPaul show? Not yet. God, I would love Eventually, that. right? One of my favorite drag queens is coming to town soon. I think me and my friend Katie are going to go. Where do drag queens appear? Like, I don't mean like... like oh, no, like, she'll, she'll... I, I don't mean like Beetlejuice or something. I mean like when they have an event like you're talking about, I assume. Um, she'll, she'll be at... God, what's the comedy club here? Comedy Works? Yeah, she'll be at Comedy Works. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, her name's... I don't mean like just go no, down no, no, to no, like no. Hamburger Mary's on a Saturday night. No, um, they tend to do comedy clubs and like gay bars and stuff like that. Right, They actually right, right. do, and they actually do worldwide fairly successful tours. Okay. And I mean, they'll do small theaters too. But yeah, her name's Bianca Del Rey, and I love her. Which sounds like the female from The Rescuers. Oh, that was... Yeah, Bianca. I'm right. That was... Well, Not Del Rey. Gidget. Gidget. Gidget was the name of the girl in the... Oh, no, I'm thinking Gidget. of Rescue Rangers, sorry. And that was Gadget. Was it Gadget? It was Gadget. Okay. Gidget is uh, the uh, Sally mouse. Fields. Yeah, she's the mouse from The Rescuers, and she's the only one that takes, It was you Bianca. Know, yeah, she's the only one that Voiced takes. Voiced by Zsa Zsa Gabor. Oh, poor Zsa Zsa. I think of her every time. I, I don't remember the name of the main guys, but it was uh, uh, Bob Newport. Was, was the voice. I think it was like Marcus or something like that. It was something, yeah, it was like, Phil! I was like... But I mean, I, every time I see a lamp from A Christmas Story, I think of Zsa Zsa. Why? Oh, Jesus. Well, she's dead now, so... Right? Didn't, didn't yeah, she, she passed know? away. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of passed away, Charles Manson. Fuck you, good riddance. Yep. Uh, Angus Young was a little sad. It was a, oh, I'm sorry, Malcolm Young. I was going to say, Angus Malcolm, is still going. Malcolm still Young going. was a little bit sad, but he made it pretty far considering how hard he lived. I mean, 64 is young for, but I mean, because you got to imagine, like, all of the stones for, are alive. Like I said, 64 is young for a person, all a kiss but are alive. old for somebody who has a crystal for a liver. Yeah, I mean, ACDC, like, they were one of those party bands. So, unfortunately, it's proving me wrong right now. I don't know if you can hear that, but we do have one more memorial we should talk about. Well, it's coming back from the grave for one more I'm episode. I'm actually right? pretty sure that's just a truck and not an actual dump truck. They have closed the adjoining um, business... Uh, from from where we record, so we will see hopefully no more Garbage Tron, uh, who was a reoccurring joke slash guest on the show. Who gets their garbage picked up at ten o'clock in the morning every freaking Monday? I don't Whole Foods. <laughs> so I mean, the Whole Foods next to me closed because they moved locations, but this also happened right around when Amazon bought Whole Foods. And I think they have a really long lease on the building, so I'm really fucking hoping they just put it in a physical Amazon store. What the fuck is the point of an Amazon store? It's like a Walgreens, except not white trash. I know, but like, that's the whole point of Amazon, is you can get literally A to Z. So, I actually do something with Amazon called the treasure truck, 
where they will have a truck and put a special deal on it, and you can decide if you want to order it or not, and then walk over and pick it up the same day for a super fucking sweet steal. And that's a fine promotion. But for an online store, that, like, their whole thing is, like, you know, get I, it actually, online. I really like have... the idea of a physical Amazon store being, like, somebody makes a list, they get it delivered to the store, and then that person can just come to the store and pick it up instead of having to wait for the fucking mailman or God knows where they leave it. See, that makes... That's fine with me. Because then, would be, then I wouldn't have to wait for all my hero clicks. Like I said, that would be my concept of a physical Amazon store. Okay. It'd basically be a glorified post office that doesn't suck as much. Okay. I mean, I don't know what their idea is, but that would be my idea. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure that's not Garbatron. It is just some random truck. But I don't know what the fuck they would be dropping off. The store is completely empty. I saw them power washing the floors three days ago. Oh, I was going to say, what about the fixtures? But they, No, they're no, they're gone. gone. They're gone. Uh, if you remember, there was a dumpster outside for two weeks. Yeah, there was a dumpster outside for two weeks, and they'd been throwing away everything and last weekend everything in the store was half off because they were trying to completely clean out their inventory yeah. but like at, that, when that, at that point everything's picked over you can't find anything good uh, my exact words to my mom were don't trust them yeah I mean I'll go to a fucking Kmart going out of business oh, you fuck, can't yeah. get food poisoning from furniture or pants <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but yeah so Garbatron we will miss you hopefully you'll be replaced with something a little bit more awesome Drones. Drones. Oh my god, deliver, can you, can you imagine drones. the Amazon store next door and I would order them and they'd just send the drone? Yeah. It's it's bad enough when I order from across the street, but still. Order from across the street? Barracudas. Oh, when you get food yeah. across the street? Yeah. The owner normally brings it to me, oddly enough. Really? Yeah. I'm Not right, that hippie guy? I'm right fucking here. No. Okay. That's normally the owner or a super cute butch girl. I don't know super cute butch girl. A banger six ways from Sunday. Fair enough. Mm. Um, so what else do you have on your list? Oh, you saw Justice League. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I did. Yes, I did. So it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Let me open up with that. It wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. It wasn't the hot mess that Superman versus Batman was. And part of that is, you've already met Batman, you've already met Superman, you've already met Wonder Woman... Like, so you only have three new characters to introduce. Well, yeah, and and Steppenwolf, the bad guy, who does not take anyone on a magic carpet ride. Um, Thank didn't. you for saying that because I was thinking it. Yeah. So, um, but I, I would say my biggest issues with it would be that that you do have a really unknown bad guy. This isn't like a lock where you have Lex Luthor fighting Batman and Superman eventually Wonder Woman Doomsday well he's not like a super big character like he's an established villain though but he is yeah I mean he's a, it's a creature that killed Superman like it okay but Steppenwolf not really one of the new gods that anyone even knows I mean really the only one and the new gods are not that well known to begin with Darkseid we know about but really if you don't read comic books have never watched the cartoons you just think, oh, he's some kind of Thanos ripoff, which he's not. No, he's very um, different. And he's a badass. I mean, like, Darkseid's a great bad guy. Um, one of the you know biggest bads you can get for the DC. He's also just, he's such a manipulator. He's mentally. smart. He's yeah, not no. just strong and like smart. Said, no, he's, and, just, he's a mental manipulator. And yeah. he's, the man needs a few PhDs in psychology. And I say man loosely. Yeah. 
Um, so to have like you know, and I know it's like okay, he's the Steppenwolf's like the the harbinger of of of, doom. of of dark side, who he mentions literally once. Um, that's it. Uh, he's just and and the character was completely CGI, so he basically looked like uh, uh, Snoke from um, Snork. What? Snork. Who's Snork? Star Wars. Snoke. Snork. Snoke. Snork. It's not Snork. Those are underwater Smurfs. It's Snoke. Okay. S N O K E. I will show you after this. Alrighty then. It is Snoke. But I actually got you to admit you knew what Snorks were. Yeah, underwater Smurfs. I'm not going. I'm not ever going to fucking deny I know that. Um, Snork. But he looks like uh, Snoke by way of like World of Warcraft. Okay. Like it's not. I. It's. It's good motion capture, but it. It doesn't. I would have liked to have like some kind of physical presence. So you're telling me the styling's bad. Yeah, I mean, it, he looks like a fucking video game. Okay. I mean, once again, the technology's there, but it doesn't mean you have to use it. That's Just what I love about... you can. About, doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you should. should. It's fucking science. All about coulda, not, not shoulda. shoulda. Um, but it, it's like, that's what I loved about... Uh, and, and I'm not going to get on a whole side thing about this, but that's why I did like Del Toro's whole take with, with Hellboy. It's like, I'm going to do the most with practical effects. Uh, same with What's the same, same with, with Abrams. James Gunn? Yes. Yeah, it's the same with James Gunn. He tries to do as much as he possibly can. Absolutely. Especially coming out of trauma, I mean. I was going to say, and also with, um... God, who directed The Hobbit? I don't know, don't care. Peter Jackson. Mm, Lord of the Rings. I don't think he directed... Did he direct The Hobbit as well? I think he did as well. But still, even with... Like I said, even with Lord of the Rings, though, he tried to use as much practical effects as possible. Um, That way you don't have your actors acting against a tennis ball on a stick. Like... it makes me think of Ricky Lin Ho in that episode of, um... Oh, crap. Garfunkel Notes? I think it was Garfunkel Notes when she's in the horror movie and she's getting chased by the tennis yeah, ball yeah, on yeah, the yeah. stick and she has to get naked, but she's a brunette. Right, and right. And so it's just not working for them. Right. But... You know, when Camille Mangiani tried to have sex with Kate Micucci and she fell asleep on, on his On his dick, yep. Good episode. Um... So, I mean, there are aspects of it I didn't like. I mean, even as a comic book fan, I was like, Steppenwolf, all right, I guess. Um, I think they're trying to do a slow build, and they don't have time for that anymore. But I don't know what they're slow building to, which is, we'll get to that in a second, because that's one of my points. Um, actually, I guess we'll just, well, I want to get to kind of the broader stuff, and then I'll get into the minutia. Um, but um, I know it was a very controversial move that Whedon cut out, and whose fingerprints I can hear. On this, there are certain lines... That are very Whedon. That are very Whedon. Um, but it is a, a Zack Snyder film, and I do mean that actually in, in the best way. It's, it's not a bad movie, but for everyone to go, oh, the, the tone's not consistent. Well, the tone wasn't fucking working. The tone's so, not consistent because the tone didn't work, and he was just trying to fill in holes. And lighten That's it up, and it nasty. worked. And, yes. And it, I think it worked. I think having... Now, was it a laugh riot? Like... Thor 3, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. No. No, it wasn't. But Flash was really funny. Aquaman was, like, funny and, like, how, like, kind of, like, apathetic and cool and, you know... I see it a little bit like, um, Drax. Uh... I'd put him more as, like, 
Wolverine in X-Men First Class, oh, even though okay. he didn't have a line that wasn't fuck off, it was like that. Like, he was, okay. like, kind of a, you know, he's like, I just want to be left alone. I don't, you know, it's, but, like, the way he reacted to things where, like, he would see, like, Bruce Wayne goes to recruit him. That's in the trailer, you know. And then, like, he, you know, eventually, obviously, Aquaman joins the Justice League. So, and I, he sees, hold on, he sees Batman and he goes, wow, dressed like a bat. You weren't kidding. I have to What ask. is happening outside? I can go look if you'd like. No, no, it's okay. Might I have to project a little, but. I actually think that it might be somebody in the building getting their carpets cleaned. Not a euphemism, I hope. No, like literally getting their carpets cleaned. Okay. Which like, is funny because I'm pretty sure I'm the only apartment left in the building that actually has fucking carpet, so maybe they're just doing the hallways. No, nah, well, they were vacuuming last week, weren't they? They vacuum every week. Oh, okay. Um, so. Well, I had a question for you, though. Oh, hold on. Go ahead. Hang on to your question, though. Uh, it's I do in the wanna... hopper. So, um. But, I mean, Aquaman was cool. Uh, Batman was, I, I, I said this off air to you, like, there was a lot of his, like, aerial, like, swoop down back kick stuff, which I loved. Because, I mean, it looked great. I, once again, I like Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm, I'm a little... N- you and I had a fight about this, what, like, four years ago on my birthday. What, that was before SVB, wasn't it? It was when they first announced that Affleck was going to take over being Superman. And I said that I, I would reserve my opinion because of how wrong I was about Heath Ledger as the Joker. Heath Ledger's a much better actor than Ben Affleck will ever be. Yes. I, I mean, was, don't I was get me confusing wrong. I mean, Affleck's a great director. That's the thing is, don't get me wrong, Affleck has his talents. He's an excellent director. He seems to know what kind of stories he wants to tell. He's not a great actor. His acting can at best be called serviceable. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Argo, the town, gun girl. He changed the end of the fucking town. That's right, he did, didn't he? You can never use that as a reference with me. Gone Girl, absolutely. He's good in that. I mean, he was good in... Argo, it's kind of a false story. They cut out a lot of the Canadian involvement in that. But like I said... What's no. all that about? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think... I I like Ben Affleck as Batman. And I like him as Bruce Wayne. Do I think he's the best? No. But... He's no Michael Keaton. That I pointed at her like it with acknowledgement on that one, but I, I yeah, Michael Keaton it, it was could, the best Bruce Wayne. It could I'm have been sorry, he was when the first time he meets Vicky Vale and he's she's like, like "Who's Bruce Wayne?" and he's like, "Oh, he's around here somewhere." And he puts the cigarette in the plant. Like Alfred runs over to grab the uh, the glass before he like puts it down on something that's like non-existent. My favorite thing with him is when they're eating, and he's like, "I don't think I've ever We're been, been in this, this room, room before." That that's, that's or like. The, Bruce, Bruce or like when they're looking outside. at the armor and he's like, where do you think you got this? He goes, Jap- Japanese. How do you know? Because I bought it in Japan. But like I said, it's just... You must have been king of the wicker people. I remember that line of the day like I died. I said, Michael Keaton, best Bruce Wayne. Speaking of Alfred, I will say, uh, I like Jeremy Irons' salty, throwing shade Alfred. You know what? I love him. Why I like him so much like that is because I watched Gotham, and so they have the Alfred Pennyweather, who is, you know, a veteran. Pennyworth. Uh, not Pennyweather. Pennyworth? Pennyworth. Alfred Pennyworth, who is a salty veteran who knows how to take care of himself and is fiercely Which they, protective they, they, of they his think, charge. Yeah, I mean, I think they... That's what Jeremy Irons is. I think they eventually evolved Alfred into that. But, I mean, um, it's just one of those yeah. things. That, that's exactly who Jeremy Irons is, though. He's this salty old man that knows his shit and knows his service and raised this young man. Yeah. And he's kind of got that, uh... 
Who is it? Niles from the nanny? That kind of saltiness. The butler? There's no Niles in the nanny. What was his name? His name was Niles. The butler? What was was that actor's name? I don't know. The scene I remember most is when she's hiding in his closet from him for some reason and he brings out a white tuxedo jacket and he has her whole face of makeup on the back of the white tuxedo jacket. Oh, of the 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 blonde? Yeah. No, no, no. The nanny herself? Okay. Um... Because it's him and the blonde that always, like... Uh, her name was Cece. Yeah, but they always have that, like, back, back and, and forth. forth yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but... So, anyway, so, Salty Alfred. Love it. Well, it's also just one of those where I think they made Alfred a lot more of the team as opposed to just yes. Batman goes home to. Yeah, well, and I mean... And what, dirtier than I meant it to. But, like, even in the trailer when, like, Cyborg takes over what they call the Nightcrawler. That, like, weird bat tank thing. Um, the bat and tank. He, and he goes... And, you know, Cyborg says, you know... Don't worry, Alfred, I got this. And Alfred's like, wait, who, have we met? Like, who are you? Like, it's obviously that Alfred is closely tied in with Wonder Woman now, uh, eventually The Flash. Um, well, that's what I wanted to ask you, is how did they handle Cyborg? So, when I was reading about everything, uh, a lot of people said, oh, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman, obviously, you know, pre-established. Um, Aquaman's cool, Flash is funny, and he is really funny in it. No one really mentioned Cyborg. And that bothered me a lot. We talked about this. Um, and it was, I was a little, my issue was that what he looked like was he was too um, sharp looking. Well, he didn't look like half man, half organic, half machine. He just looked like he, a he robot does. that happened to have features. I, I was very happy with Cyborg. Okay. Um, so huge turnabout on mine. The movie did change that. Um by the end of the movie, he learns how to control his, like, bio-machinery a bit better. Um, he ends up looking more like um, like the actual cyborg from the comics. He does say Booyah, which I thought was a nice nod uh, to the Teen Titans uh, well, cartoons. Is that it's, it's very hard to make a character like Cyborg believable in such a short period of time. No, they did. Um, you have a lot to cram in in a very they short did, period They did of a time. good job with that. Um, like they I cram said, it in your cram hole? Cramerson, they did. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by, by a whole lot in that movie, and one of them was how they did Cyborg. I initially, and I'm going to say this because it's not a spoiler, which I thought it was going to be, um, that basically the premise is that Stefan Wolf is trying to track down these three mother boxes to create what's called the Unity, which is not a thing in the comics. Um. Which I'm okay with. I mean. But got Op Ivy stuck in my head. Um. A lot of musical references this episode, but anyway. Damn it! Um, fucking saxophone. Unity, in my unity, head. unity. God, I hate you. You have what? I have saxophone in my head now. What? Why? Op Ivy. They use a lot of horns. Yeah. Okay. That may be confusing them with fear. Because no. fear does the New no. York so right unless you like saxophones. It's the name <laughs> of their song. Um. So. Um, I thought, like, you know, they're tracking down the mother boxes, and you remember from Superman vs. Batman that they use the mother box, or they call it a change box, like, the dad's an idiot. For being, like, a do- like a professor person, like, a scientist, he's an idiot. Which is interesting, because, you know, they had a similar character in, um, Marvel, who's, you know... Oh, Svel- uh, um, Selvig. Yeah. He does a much better job. Yeah. At least when he, like, goes Why are you crazy? banana pants. I have a god in my head. Yeah, he's like, I've had a god in my head. That was, I mean, that was, and that was funny. 
Well, it was. It they, was when they called them banana pants or whatever. But I mean, it was funny. Banana was, balls. Like that's, said, that's it what was, it was. It was funny and it was real, and it's very much aftermath of something like that. Yeah. That would actually happen. But Cyborg's dad is a bit of an idiot. Um, but you see that in SVB that you know that he used the mother box to try to help his son, and you never see what happens to Cyborg until this movie, and they do explain that as well. That like that he that Cyborg himself hides that footage. Um, it, it does get, and they make him a very, and I'm glad that it is, made him a very human character. Well, I mean, that's always what Cyborg has been, though, despite the fact that his name is Cyborg. He's always the core struggled of his with. His being has been very much his humanity and struggling to try and maintain his humanity and understand his place as an individual. Yes, and one of the big people that do that in the comics is it's one of his former Teen Titans compatriots, The Flash, and you do have that relationship. Flash or Kid Flash? Wally West. So Kid Flash, Kid Flash into yeah. Flash into my Flash. Yeah. So, um, the People's Flash. Uh, mm, that was, that, I don't think there that, is a People's Flash. That was a Flash. joke. That was a joke. It's not like Hal Jordan, where it's like there's the People's Green Lantern. Uh, they do. Oh no. They do show an ancient Green Lantern. Thank you, ninjas. Um, that would be Wally. Um, there's no Green Lantern in this movie, other than that flashback to an ancient one. I really didn't think there was going to be. They hadn't advertised it in this latest. But it would have been, that would have been a big, to set up the, because they're going to be doing the Lantern Corps. They have a lot of digging to do till they can rescue Green Lantern. Well, we'll see. Because I think, when does the Lantern Corps come out? Is that two years? I have no fucking idea. There's going to be a lot of CGI, though. But I'm just saying, like I said, they have a lot of work to do before they can. I don't think so. They never rebuilt the Fantastic Four. Never. You think they can save Green Lantern? two different companies but and they tried to fix Fantastic Four and failed miserably. Well. No, it did well. not. Um, so I thought Cyborg was going to be the third mother box. Nope. And that's why I was like, there's a reason they're not mentioning him is because he's a plot point. Okay. So it makes sense that they would avoid talking about him. He isn't. Um, so, but I, I, I liked Cyborg. I mean, I really did like the movie. Um, I mean, I had my quibbles with it. But, um, and I was talking about this earlier, the, the controversial thing that Whedon did um, was to um, fire, is it Bit, Bit Junkie FL, XL, something like that? Uh, Junkie XL, yeah. Junkie XL, who... Um, he, did, did, he did the music for uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. And he's um, also Hans Zimmer's protege. Okay, correct. Um, and uh, so they kicked him out for Danny Elfman. Well, I'm never going to say no to Danny Elfman, but I feel really bad for uh, Dan- XL. I don't, because uh, XL said something where he goes, uh, Hans Zimmer told me something where, like, like you're not official until you get fired or something like that. You know it's, what I mean? It's like, just one of those things where, you know, my parents are both musicians, and my dad's new hobby now that he's retired is rearranging his surround sound system. And one of his favorite things to do with me is watch Christopher Nolan movies that have the Hans Zimmer background. Which is almost all of them. So, he's retired from doing superhero flicks, because, you know, Man of Steel broke him. And now Junkie XL... Superman... Uh, I think they both worked on Superman Batman. I, I think he was only on Man of Steel. Was he? Okay. I, I could be full of shit. But like I said, and so, now Junkie XL is his protege, and one, I loved everything he did with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily see him and Whedon meshing no. on a music level at all. And I don't think Whedon's ever worked with Elfman before that I'm aware of. And I repeat, I had a record in my record player for two and a half years because I went to go change it, and every time I did, I thought, I love this album. And you know what album it was? Only a Lad by Ongo Boingo. Exactly. 
So I love Danny Elfman. There was Danny Elfman's presence is felt almost immediately in the and you see it in the trailer, the Wonder Woman fighting the like terrorist hostage situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, the minute they're all walking into the building past like security, it is so ridiculously Elfman, it's great. He used the Batman theme, and he managed to somehow, because I'm sure the clout that Elfman has, to get uh, a bit of the John Williams Superman score. Well, unfortunately, he's no prince, so it won't be that So there's no bat dance. I need the bat dance! Um, It's probably in the original Snyder version. Um, Actually, but is. the music was great. The cast was great. Um, I am going to spoil the post-credit scene. Good. Um, because it does set up the next movie, and we had talked a little bit about what they're building. Yeah. And I think this is something that needs to be talked about in terms of what they're building. Um, I don't think they have time, but still. Well, well. Also, you know, we're getting the new Wonder Woman like six weeks early. They're moving it so it doesn't go up against um, episode nine. Yeah, it shouldn't. No. I mean, be they interesting have, fight, they, they have but. different fan bases, but still, just, no, they just, don't. just don't. Um, so, the post credit scene is you find out Lex Luthor has escaped Arkham Asylum, or wherever they put him. Yeah, um, where Joker's still wandering around on the third floor. Different, well, different universe at this point. But jokes, still. Um, so, that Luthor's escaped, he's on a yacht, and he meets <laughs> up with, and you finally get to see him, which I loved. I mean, talk about Nerd Boner. The Joe Maganello Deathstroke. Ugh, sploosh. Fuck, sploosh indeed, Deb. And Luthor says, it's not fair that they have a league. It's time we start a league of our own type of speech. It's the League of Doom? Uh, Justice League, League of Doom, or, you know, what, uh... Is this gonna be one of those where we're in the swamp and we discover Lex Luthor used to be in a 60s glam band? I... Sex... Sex Luthor? I think it was Sex Luthor. Yeah, I don't remember like the name of the actual So band. anyway... Grundy wants pants! Um, so, my thing is, with Steppenwolf, it looks like they were building to Darkseid, but now it looks like they're building to the Injustice League, or Injustice Gang. Like a Doom? Legion of Doom. Legion That's what of I was trying Doom. to think of earlier. I was like, it's Legion not... of Doom. Um, or the Injustice Gang. Um, it's going to be Legion of Doom. Probably. Better name. Um, so... Sorry, that took us way too long to get there. We both knew what we were talking but about. But my thing is, why split your focus that way? Why obviously build... Because to build the dark side so that they can have something comparable, comparable to Thanos for the Avengers makes sense. I mean, I know they've got... In terms of, like, to go head-to-head, like, what do you need to get to Thanos? You need dark side. But now they've got this, like, injustice thing. So I'm wondering if... They're gonna pull, like, a Injustice is gonna be the next one, and then, and then Darkseid into a third one? I don't know if they can do that, and the thing is, we're still waiting for Joss Whedon's Batgirl. Do what in the who now? We're still waiting for Joss Whedon's Batgirl. Yeah. Unless they talked, well, they already said Snyder's gonna be doing Justice League too. so, um, Justice Leaguer. Um, still justicing. What Snyder really needs is a good script editor and a good film editor. Once again, the script was done. I can't remember the name of the other guy, but it was it, the the credit went to Whedon and the other guy. Rosenbaum. Um, huh? Joke, honey. Joke. I didn't even hear it. I said Rosenbaum. Didn't make any sense, but okay. But like I said, he needs a good script editor and he needs a good film editor. Um, he's not a bad director. No. He just needs somebody to keep a leash on him. 
Schwartz. He's like Morrissey without the Smiths. I have a picture to show you. Oh God. It's Zoidberg, and it's like it's it's uh it says Dear Smith slash Morrissey, and it's Zoidberg going, Your music's ter- your the, your music's bad, and so are you. You should feel bad or something. It's great. But he he needs somebody to shape his vision. I agree. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think he's a brilliant director. I think he has a lot of great ideas. I love his I, visuals. I think he's like Lynch but in that. Needs, like, like he, said, he, he can get away from himself very easily. He needs a shaper of dreams. Yes. Um, uh, but I like Justice League. I think I think people should see it. Um, I know it was a disappointing box office. I honestly, I, I'd pay for you to go. Fine, let's go. Well, let's finish this episode first. Well, we're at um, 55. We can go. So, uh, but I was, I was really happy with it. I liked it. Okay. Um, it makes me disappointed I, that they I'm might sorry, flash point. I, they I, might flash point the whole thing. Pass. I made the choice to go see Thor again than rather to see New Justice League, and I'm much happier that I went and saw Thor again. Thor is still. I mean, it's still fun. It's still good. Yeah. We know each other. From work. Exactly. Um. But it, it's nice to see you know a Hulk that's still a Hulk, but also a person. Yes. Also, Valkyrie. Though, I mean, are you ever... The question is, are you ever going to see Banner again? He warned us he might not ever come back. Well, Banner, not Mark Ruffalo. I was talking about Banner. Ruffalo signed on for at least two more films. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Um, um, what else do we have? Uh, DC TV check-in and the fact that... Oh, uh, you know, let's just jump to... We'll just wrap up on... on let's just go into usual ending nonsense. We'll, we'll hang on to everything else. Um, social contract. Jumping right to that, okay? Can you not stare at my tits? Sorry? Not you personally. Okay. It's a general statement about people, men in particular. Hey, I get it. I have boobs. Please try not to stare at them, and I will try not to stare at your dick. Um. What? Um. Huh. I'm trying to mount a counter defense here. No, Um, I was wearing this little wool dress, which is fine, but when I sit down, it sags a little bit low. Okay. So I'm waiting, literally in the outside lobby of my therapist office, and guy comes in and starts completely staring at my cleavage. Yeah, lately with everything that's going on in, in Hollywood and politics, um, with all no, the sexual I get it. I, I, harassment stuff. No, I He didn't stuff. say anything to me. He didn't touch me. It was just really no, but there's unpleasant. still like I, I honestly think that's you know probably a very passive thing to do like in said, terms of he, rape culture is like said, to ogle. Like I said, he didn't. Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna ogle a handsome man. And is that different? Well, I'm pretty sure he didn't see me staring at his tits. That doesn't matter. Is it different? I'd say yes and no. Because then no, you can't when, have a double standard. No, but it's just when I look at a guy, for the most part, he feels empowered. When a guy ogles my tits, I feel vulnerable. You should feel empowered. That's. No, no, no. Maybe uncomfortable. You don't know if the guy feels empowered? Okay, probably does, but. Well, I would feel uncomfortable. Okay, how about this? Social contract. Let's err on the side of kindness. Okay. Does it seem okay to you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mistakes you made this week. No, we always end on social contract. Oh, do you want to end now? Okay. And there's our non-committal ending. If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.
Yeah.